up, everybody? Welcome to the Way Die Podcast. I'm still your host, Tony Yates, and I really appreciate you tuning in for episode three, where we talk with Tom the Rebel Henderson and Kirk Drew Legend Martin about their experiences wrestling in and around the Evansville area. A previous podcast guest Clayton Long joins us as well on this one, and the conversation flows quite a bit. So this is a little bit long, but worth the uh, listen, in my opinion, of course. That might be a little bias. I really appreciate all the feedback that we've gotten so far for the podcast. Uh, there's been almost 300 individual listens, and uh, we're starting to get some ratings on iTunes, which I hear is a good thing. Uh, if you're liking the podcast and have a moment, share this episode's post on your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you're using. Uh, it really does make a huge difference in getting people involved, which is what the podcast is all about. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey everybody, we're here today with Kirk Martin and Tom Henderson, a couple of wrestlers here from the Evansville area. Uh, we also have Clayton along with us. You might remember him from episode two. Uh, Clayton is a big wrestling fan and someone that I think will add a lot to the conversation. So we have him here with us as well. So Kirk, let's start off with you. What are you doing in Evansville, Kirk? Well, I'm working at, I don't really want to say the name of the place, but um, I'm the local large, telecommunications. large telecommunications company, <laughs> right. the same place that you work at. Right. <laughs> um, and I'm wrestling independently um, around the area, Vincennes, Evansville, Indianapolis, places like that, and got a 13-year-old son, and uh, just hanging around the town. Very cool, very cool. Tom, what about yourself? What are you doing in Evansville? Um, I have lived in Evansville uh, all my life, um, 33 years old, and um, right now uh, I do a lot of uh, collecting wrestling memorabilia on my time that I'm not at work. I work for Walmart. I actually commute, so I'm not actually working in Evansville, Um, but the time that I do have, I spend it mainly watching wrestling and uh, really just kind of starting a memorabilia collection that I'm pretty proud of. Yeah, that's awesome. And Tom also does some really cool um, unboxings that I see on Facebook with um, different wrestling crates and stuff like that, too. So he's definitely big on the memorabilia side. Now, Tom, you used to wrestle in Evansville, right? So I, tell us a I little did. bit about that. Um, it, it's 2000, let's see, 2004 through 2006. Um, I wrestled... Um, Started out in the backyard over on Olmstead, just um, just a few blocks away from Evans Middle School. Uh, we uh, did that's where I did my training, and it was a pretty tough, pretty tough training there uh, in one of the the uh, most generic rings you could ever think of. <laughs> it was the most low budget wrestling training slash organization you could ever think of it's so like mattress pads and actually it wasn't quite that bad we did, we did have a training ring uh but it was pretty low budget and we had the guy that would uh would film he was on top of the garage with a tripod nice it was it was pretty awful it sounds uh, like real like diy like real like punk type stuff That's yeah, awesome. it, yeah. It, it was a lot of fun um they you know they didn't really have it was like training but it was like you know, do what you feel is right and learn from it. So it was it was a pretty interesting experience going from there to going to an actual organization that 
they really knew what they were doing and then you could kind of really pick up on what you're supposed to be doing um but i wrestled for several different um companies uh rcw uh was the first one that i wrestled for was a startup uh, company for a while and we did some really good shows we did a lot of backyard shows that drew couple hundred people oh wow um which we were pretty excited about that's awesome yeah and you know it things just kind of fell through for that company financially uh they ended up uh merging uh with another one in fort branch indiana uh, and wrestled there for a little while um but it's it's probably one of the fondest memories i have is you know those backyard matches in evansville that's awesome um let's get one thing out of the way Real quick for everybody listening at home, we're here to talk about professional wrestling, and there's a big word that gets thrown around about it, you know, to the non-believers, the people who aren't shutting the non-believers. <laughs> exactly, it's the F word. I want to talk about the F word for a second, guys. Do you want How to go you... through a table if you say it? <laughs> How do you feel about the word "fake" when applied to professional wrestling by non-fans? I immediately, for me, I immediately want to punch them in the throat. Right. <laughs> and I imagine, like, for, for someone who's actually out there doing it, it's even more because even myself, I really, I'm a fairly recent wrestling fan. Clayton got me into it, oh, maximum, I'd say six years ago. I infected you, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> Sorry. so I'm fairly new. Now, of course, we were all, you know, sitting around whenever we were in middle school watching, like, Sting and Goldberg and everyone. But as far as, like, getting into the fandom side of it, it was really recent. But even with as recent as I am, when someone, you know, whenever I say, oh, I'm going to watch the Royal Rumble tonight or something, you know, someone will always say, oh, why do you even watch that? It's fake. You know, so I assume for you guys it's even more since you're out there putting your bodies on the line with it. I mean, you got to look at it this way. If you take a slam, the ring is literally, it's a little foam pad with canvas underneath Wood and metal. So, it's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, especially if you got a guy... I mean, Tom's a big big fella. So, if you got him slamming me, it ain't going to tickle. It's going to be some yeah. force yeah, behind it. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. You know? So, I mean, it's just... It's just one of those things that whenever... I mean, yes, it is scripted. Like, we know the outcome of the match before we go into it. But the bumps that you're taking are real. And a bump is when you fall onto the mat. You have to learn specifically how to fall, or else you're really going to get hurt. And if the guy isn't taking care of you in the ring, it's going to hurt. Yeah. yeah you right. know, I mean, there, there, there's serious injuries that happen in professional wrestling. It's a it's like a, a collaborative process, as is my understanding. Wouldn't you yeah, say? Absolutely. Um, it's y'all y'all would know the, the the beats of the of the story you want to tell before you go out there. Right. I wouldn't call it scripted because there's a lot of improvisation. Right. As I understand absolutely. it. But it's it's definitely not fake. I mean, you're you're out there. You're putting your body on the line. You're getting slammed. You're getting thrown around. Be thrown about. Um, you definitely have to have some trust. Yes, uh, absolutely, exactly, absolutely. You know, the the you could really, really get hurt, um, but when you trust your your partner to be able to take care of you the way that they're supposed to, you can. It, it's still going to hurt. It's still it, there's still pain there, but it's not going to kill you. Um, it reminds me of a spot last night on the NXT where. 
uh, Alistair Black. Sorry, I haven't seen it. Spoiler alert! He drops uh, Adam Cole onto two chairs back to back, straight okay, on his back, <laughs> and I mean it's like the worst spot I've seen in a long time. But you can tell that he had a lot of faith in him so that he didn't, you know, destroy his back and it still looked and I'm sure hurt yeah. very much so. But it, but it didn't kill him. So yeah. I mean and, and that's the thing is uh that that's where you go from yeah, maybe they had planned to do that and yeah, maybe he knew that was gonna happen and that he's not really trying to hurt him, but it still hurts. It still takes a toll. It still Cause, could cause problems and probably will cause problems later on down the line. So to say that it is fake is, to me, and I, and I have a different intake, outtake on it, it's, it's almost comical. And I usually try to ask somebody, I'm like, so do you like, do you like watch the new Fast and the Furious movie? <laughs> and they're like, oh man, I love that movie. I'm like, so do you think they really pulled that airplane down? <laughs> I mean, if any of you have seen, I'm sure most of you have seen that. Obviously, it's the F word, right? It's fake. Mm-hmm. Um, but who cares? It's, 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 you know, pure entertainment just for the, the fun of it. Yeah. Right. So, but the thing with that is, there are actors and there are stuntmen and whereas in professional wrestling you're both so you're taking every bump instead of somebody coming in for you that you know maybe looks like you or whatever and can take some of those things so that you can continue to do what you do there's an art form in being able to take that abuse over and over and over again and still be healthy Right, in front of a live audience, too. Yes. So, I mean, there's yeah. no retakes. No, there's no, no redos. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, like, a, a good sports reference to say the same thing is, like, you know, we're watching the Olympics, right? Um, the Winter Olympics are going to come up. Um, when Curling. Some... <laughs> yeah. I don't... That wasn't exactly... Curling ain't fake, brother. That wasn't exactly where I was going <laughs> to I did see something on Kayfabe News where they had... Um... Extreme curling. Vince McMahon announces extreme curling. <laughs> the XCL. <laughs> the extreme curling league. I mean, I right away, figure skating sucks. <laughs> I am looking forward to the XFL, but that's a whole no, nother. That's another discussion. I'm all in. So, Indianapolis gets, needs to get a team. The Las Vegas Hitmen. They oh, got yeah. robbed last last yeah, championship in 2001. game in 2001. The yeah. lights went out. Uh, <laughs> I understand that there's like 16 years between, but if they don't get He Hate Me back, Dude, I'm going to be He bummed. Hate Me's dead. <laughs> he <laughs> Hate Me died for sure. Anyway, let's bring this back to some people who understand. <laughs> We're getting a little deep here. <laughs> so, But it, to finish my example... <laughs> A gymnast floor routine, right? It's the same thing. The floor routine is completely planned out, but that person has to be an incredible athlete to accomplish floor routine, right? So that's kind of what I like to compare to the the fakeness. You know, it it's fake if you want to look at it in such a way that these people aren't trying to hurt each other purposefully. But that is where it ends. I mean, it's a very athletic entertaining experience that you put on in front of a live crowd and put your hearts into it which is which is what makes wrestling i think so fun you know what i mean yeah i think i think the the a big thing that like kind of hits me weird about about that like about somebody don't know that's fake is that it's it's dismissive it's dismissive to what to what you guys do and what you guys have done because there's there's a big difference between hurting 
and injuring. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the what you're doing in the ring, you're not. It's not have a, it doesn't have an intent to injure. In fact, it's specifically designed not to injure. Of course, injuries happen, but the hurt, the pain level is is unavoidable regardless. Right. Right. Um, so that's it. Just kind of seems like it's they're taking away kind of the effort that you guys are putting in. It's like, oh, it's fake. Well, Game of Thrones is fake, dude. I'm sorry. Dragons, <laughs> hey, dragons what? do what? not exist. What? what? Baseball's Wait, fake. No on, one can hit a ball that far. <laughs> and another thing with that is, you know, I've, I've done sports all my life. You know, I played baseball. I played hockey. But the past six years that I've been in this business, I haven't not woke up a single day where my knees aren't killing me, back isn't killing me my neck is on fire you know i mean i know it's getting there with old age but you know i think doing wrestling you know it kind of pushes the progress just a little bit yeah of Uh, aging yeah yeah, right exactly and i mean i I did see a study to where each bump you take it's like the um velocity of like a 30 mile an hour car wreck oof yeah so yeah i mean because it's it's a it's a fast drop, exactly. sudden stop, sudden stop, exactly. Yeah. yeah, right. Wow. Well, one other thing too, and I, so I don't want you guys to uh, expose the business too much no. here, but I want to talk about gimmicks because I think that both of you guys have, have you know right now currently Kirk has has a cool gimmick, um, you know where he he's the bad guy and he's just despicable, and I love to and just a shout out to his Facebook page if uh, you look up Drew Legend you can see some of the promos that he does on there and it's really cool and uh, Tom had a really cool character too so let's start with Kirk can you tell us a little bit about your gimmick and, and what goes into it Yeah I mean I'm pretty much like the cocky asshole heel I mean coward <laughs> that's cowardly my favorite. oh that's yeah, my favorite cowardly yeah. cocky asshole heel and when we say heel bad guy bad guy. bad guy yeah okay. yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, I just, I mean, if you, if you watch wrestling more, I, I take my character more from Chris Jericho, whenever he had the heel gimmick, Miz, a lot of Miz, um, Ric Flair, you know, just a whole mixture of those guys. So like the classic kind of like snotty bratty guy mixed with that alpha male kind of, yeah. So mixed with like cowardness Mm -hmm. and, you know, because whenever Flair, you know, he'd get get in the corner and he'd just (laughs) drop to his knees. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, that's more of my type of of style. And, I mean, I love just hear like, whatever my music hits, you know, especially some of the places that know me up around the area. It's it's just an awesome feeling hearing like as soon as the music hits you're like oh no boo <laughs> yeah. no not this guy you know That's, that then, is the the cool thing about about wrestling like you're so stoked that when they hear you come exactly. out it's like oh this guy again right, right. and the cool th- I mean the thing about that is it's a lot more fun to play a heel than it is to be a babyface because with being a heel a babyface being the good guy yeah um, the good thing about being a heel is that you can just do what pretty much whatever you want and say whatever you want um but being like the the baby face the good guy is just like you know you kind of got to walk that line of okay what can i say here to look like i'm mad but still have them love me but still be pure of heart right exactly (laughs) and that's a good thing to to go down to so like I, one thing I learned in wrestling whenever I started really kind of watching it as as an adult is kind of the rules that you have to follow, right? So, like, there are certain things that a good guy just can't do, and there are certain things that only a bad guy will do. 
and all of oh, those and things, and all, <laughs> right, and all of those things that only a bad guy can do are some of the coolest things. Yeah, you know, like um, taking whole, wrist tape off and yes, choking. it's beautiful. That's fun. That's fun, right? And like, <laughs> and the whole uh, orchestra of you know getting the ref to turn around, look at something else, and you're just doing the most despicable thing to somebody. Everybody's just booing you as loud as possible because obviously the referees being these I, such scrupulous individuals, right. yes. that they would they would always focus on the match. Now, you being a bad guy, you have to devise ways to distract that eagle-eyed official yeah. to conduct some dirty business in the ring. Right. And I, I think there's a lot confer- of creativity. I can neither confirm nor deny that I've ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to get some victories I'm, taken I mean, away from yeah, Exactly. Right. <laughs> I mean, I may have low-blowed a couple of people yeah. in the past. Mm, right. but, um, I don't know, Tony. I think I might need to leave. <laughs> now, Tommy, what uh, what what are your what are your thoughts on that? Or, or when you when you were wrestling, what was your experience with good guy versus bad guy, things like that? Um, I, I actually had a lot of fun doing both, and it kind of just depends on your audience. Um, as a babyface, uh, I remember doing a show. It was in uh, Bone Gap, Illinois, and there was probably seventy kids that were there uh, out of you know, 150 people that were there, and they absolutely loved my comical gimmick. Uh, I just, you know, it was one of those days we were like, you know, nothing was going right, people weren't showing up, you know, and I was just trying to have a good time. So instead of doing what I would normally do, which was, you know, I was, you know, normally a heel, and I would be, you know, this redneck, you know, despicable uh, just you know, calling son people, of a gun, calling, <laughs> calling people trash, and oh, yeah. you know, just out there, you know, judging people, and you know, just anything you could think of, I was throwing it at them, and you know, I just I seen all these kids out there. You know what? I'm just gonna be silly. So I, you know, of course, this goes back to everything was going wrong. They didn't have my intro music. So I'm like, well, what do you got? And, <laughs> oh, God. So, Improvising. So yeah. they're like, well. I mean, I you know, what do you want? And I said, well, I usually come out to either uh, Hell's Bells or oh, yeah. uh, on occasion I would come out to uh, Tim McGraw's Down on the Farm <laughs> <laughs> when I was more uh, more country than, I guess, yeah. redneck. No Chattahoochee, yeah. though. No Chattahoochee. <laughs> well, this time I'm like, what she do you got? And they're like... Well, we I do have this Garth Brooks CD. I'm like, so what do you got on there? And I'm, and I'm going through the list of these songs, and I'm like, that's it. Pina Coladas. Oh, and so I'm like, I, I know this song pretty good, so what, I, what I'm going to do is when I go to the ring, I'm going to sing along with my manager, which happened to be a toaster at the time. Let's put a pin in that. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. A toaster? Like an actual what's literal wrong toaster? With that? So literal first, toaster? first explain... The management position, and then explain how your toaster did it. Yeah, how? Well, see, what is the role of a wrestling manager, and how did your toaster? Not, and how well did the toaster? I'm not perform? sure what the question is. <laughs> My manager, who gave me instructions okay. on what I needed to do to be successful in my match. Like a okay. corner man. So. Yeah, yeah, he, he mm-hmm. would, you know, give me advice. Uh, if someone I could confide in, you know, to, to lead me down the right path. A KitchenAid toaster. He happened to be a toaster. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, so kind of like Al Snow's head. Kind of. Was there, was, there, was there a name? Did the toaster Toasty. Toasty. Yeah, he, you know, this, right. was, this was back when MySpace was big, and he had his own MySpace page and everything. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, <laughs> How did he post? He, he had more more friends than I did. Like it was crazy. <laughs> Everybody loved Toasty, 
And I'll tell you, I had never seen so many smiling faces on kids when I came out to the ring and Toasty was singing along with me. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, it was just, it was a really good experience. Uh, but, you know, normally I was a little more edgier, but, you know, when you see that many kids out in the crowd, oh, sure. you know, it's, it's one of those things, like a lot of people, you know, dislike John Cena and that's fine. But what he does for kids, I think is amazing. Because yeah. he's definitely somebody they can look up to, and you know, uh, uh, at, at least from what is on the show, um, has very good morals, and you know, it's it's just one of those things that kids can grow up and they can cling to that. Yeah, John Cena is like the um, he's well. First of all, he's about everybody knows who John Cena is. There, he's he's yeah, a living meme at this point yeah, right, as well. Right. But like to, to your point, he's what you would call like like a very pure baby face a lot of the time. Um, like stand up guy, he'll stand and fight you. He's not going to go around your back. He's not going to distract the referee like some people <laughs> I know. He doesn't. What are you looking at? He, he fight. He fights people one on one. He he's you know he stands up for himself. Those those sorts of things. So like those are the I, I can definitely see your point. Like those are the sorts of virtues that people want their you know want to be embodied in their in their good guys or their role models. Right, so right. I, I can see that. Yeah, and and the cool thing is is whenever you are. You know, doing your character, no matter which way you go, your 100% your role is to evoke a response from the audience, right? Mm-hmm. And you know you're doing your job if you get the right response, no matter if it's positive or negative. So, like what Tom's saying, you know, whenever he goes out and gets that reaction from kids, you have to have that character, right? Because that's what keeps the kids into it, gets the moms bringing them to the shows, whatever else. And then you have to have that bad guy because the good guy doesn't exist without him. Right. And I told my, I took my sister to her first ever, um, wrestling show here recently. Well, she took me actually. So she bought me some tickets to the WWE live event in Evansville, um, this last time. And it was her first experience with wrestling really at all. So I said, so I said, what you have to do is you just have to play by the rules, right? The good guy comes out, you cheer him like he's your brother. You know what I mean? The bad guy comes out, you just boom, like he's the most despicable guy that you've ever seen in your life. And so much fun comes out of either one of those that it, it just makes it a really, really fun experience. For it, it helps you to like like invest in, yes, in exactly. the outcome of, of what right. you're seeing. You Another know? thing with fans, though, I mean, they go more, a lot of like people that are smart marks, mm, yeah. which is, smart mark is somebody who know, who is a fan, Clayton, who <laughs> <laughs> knows more about the business than they should, mm-hmm. Clayton. Um, <laughs> But um, pretty much, um, they go for the bad guys a lot of times. Yeah, you know they go for the heels. Right, so I refuse to do that. Yeah, it's, it's I refuse. It's, uh, <laughs> I appreciate that because I, I think that's that's where you need to be. Now, you know my my take on it is, you know I appreciate what the heels do and I enjoy it. But I ain't gonna cheer for it. Right, you got to play by the rules. You can, rec- right. you can recognize like the good work. Yes, that still, oh yeah, right. I'm right. like, man, he's doing an awesome job. I hate you. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was awesome move. Why? Oh, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's that's, that's kind of the thing that's like so cool about about wrestling is it's just like it it does ask the the audience to like be in on it to to an extent to like as as Tony was saying like follow the quote unquote rules. But it's like if everyone is behind the good guy, then everything the good guy is doing has that much more weight to it, and everyone can kind of understand, you know, the, the story you all are telling in the ring that much better. If that if that makes sense, absolutely, right? yeah. yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, so now another thing just to bring it around that I want to talk about is because, of course, this is the uh, the Way Die podcast, the What Are You Doing in Evansville podcast. So I want to talk a little bit about wrestling in Evansville and kind of tell us about some of the places that you've wrestled in Evansville, some of the best memories that you've had at those places, um, and just kind of what the overall experience is for a guy doing what you do in Evansville. Because like Clayton said at the top of the show here, um, you know, especially in a place like this, it's a very DIY type structure right so like i mean you're promoting yourself for the most part you're going and i I imagine there's a non-zero amount of times where you went as a performer and also set up the ring and maybe put on a ref's jersey so tell us a little bit about that kirk we'll start with you every show (laughs) um i mean i've worked for a few companies in the area there was a company my first company that i worked for in evansville was a company called vex um which we won't get into all that Mess. And I went to a couple. I went to a couple Vex shows. I I had a good time being in the audience. I'm sure you did. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I, again, no comment. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But um, I mean, I got. But to to the promoters, um, credit credit. Yeah, yeah. can't think words. Words hard. Words is hard. Yes. <laughs> words is hard. Hit head too many times. Um, but to the promoters' credit, I mean, I did get to work a lot of. Now, big name talents, um, Chuck Taylor, um, possibly because I haven't seen the NXT. We're recording this the day after NXT Takeover, <laughs> so possibly new NXT champion. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Not I don't Gargano. Know I don't. I really don't. It's unclear. Uh, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> this is. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. The big match last night. Nine ninety nine a month. I have. Oh it. boy! And <laughs> Triple H is coming to the building. Everybody. <laughs> it's nine ninety nine. Well, Tommy, uh, it my, seemed like Kirk didn't have didn't have time. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah time. My, I had time. <laughs> How dare what you? Constraint. I took a vacation this week. <laughs> <laughs> Just to watch NXT takeover and the, and the rumble. rumble and the rumble. I had to. And it was I had to work last night, and then I went out on the town in our beautiful city of Evansville. Mm, how dare you! I know. How dare you? What is Watching wrong with NXT me? From your house in Evansville is much more. <laughs> and, I, and I would have to imagine that it it's it's more fun than whatever you did. Have to be. I mean, <laughs> going out, interacting with human beings. How, now you I mean, don't I'm, even I mean, know. Now, now, you now I may or may not have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't go on Twitter. You have to, like, you have to be afraid. Oh God, no, yeah. if I go on Twitter, the screen's too bright. So no. <laughs> but anyway, um, and I've wrestled. I mean, Eric Young, um, guys like that. So to, to his credit, you know, I did get to wrestle a lot of big name talents, but the promotion itself was. Uh, Bit of a nightmare. Yeah, very yeah. much so. I mean, you can ask any of the guys that were there with me. You know, I don't want to name drop or anything like that, but there was a lot of guys who were not happy in that promotion, um, me included, obviously. Um, I've wrestled for New Focus Wrestling. Uh, Johnny Richards runs that. He brings in some names like Tracy Smothers, Rob Conway, um, Chase Stevens. So some of the some of the guys that right. have, have had have had uh, time in the like national spotlight. Right. And I'm going to go ahead and do a cheap plug for him. Um, they do um, they do shows every Saturday at the um, Salvation Army. Salvation Army, right? And then they, they they've started up every Wednesday at the Coliseum again. Oh, nice, kind of like the old so, Coliseum yeah. Championship. Yeah, yeah. exactly, so exactly like CCW was. I've worked a couple of those shows. I wasn't really a regular. On CCW, but I have worked a couple of those shows. 
Um, I mean, that's pretty much the only thing that I've done in actually Evansville. But I've done, like I said, you know, at the beginning, you know, I do, I do shows for TSW and Vincennes. Um, I'm in some promotions in Indianapolis. So, but I mean, just keeping it in the in Indiana, pretty much. I mean, I don't really travel too far outside if I if I don't have to. I mean, if I'm going to get paid for it, you know, obviously if the money's there, I'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll go to, you know, wherever, yeah. Nashville, wherever. Have boots, will travel. Right, buddy. exactly, <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll put body online for money. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about though working with those promotions and kind of just give us a day in the life. Like, say it's Saturday, you're working the Salvation Army uh, with New Focus Wrestling. Tell us about how that starts. What time are you having to show up before? What's your preparation? Well... I mean, I'm somewhat, I mean, I don't want to say I'm a veteran, but, you know, I've, I've only been in the business for six years, but I've been in the business a little bit longer than most of the guys there. So, I mean, I'll, I'll show up maybe about five or six, you know, right before the show starts and just kind of, you know, find out where we're at on the card, you know, and we'll just, you know, it's pretty much just hang out until showtime. And then, I mean, you'll go over... I don't want to pull back too much of the curtain, but, you know, you'll talk a little bit about your match, and then you'll go out, do the match, and then blow up during the match, and yeah. blow up means dying, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like that. Yeah, yeah. There's that. Yeah, I think a good yeah. thing, so if you ever, if you ever uh, watch the, whenever, you know, because I think pretty much everyone listening to this saw something when they were a kid, but if you think about the ultimate warrior oh, <laughs> running, <laughs> running out. Running around the ring seven or eight times, and by the time the match starts, he's just like, "Oh my gosh, why did I do this to myself?" <laughs> yeah, so like, why I, did I do matches were only like three minutes? Right. Well, True. that's because he he did a he marathon beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, it's pretty much doing that, and then you know, after the match, just chilling out outside after the match, and you know, talking. You know, if, if something went wrong, you know, you just say, "Hey, you know, this is what could have been better." Um, because I mean, there's always something. Because I mean. There are spots that, you know, you call in the back and you get out there and it doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, because of the adrenaline and everything like that that you're going through. So, like, there is there is a period with, with your opponent in the match or, or opponents that you can kind of reflect on, like, hey, this is, you know, this is where we, we needed to be, this is where we yeah. wanted to be, maybe next time we try yeah, this. right. That's, okay, that makes sense. Because you're kind of working together, it sounds like, to make yourselves better. Exactly, like, yeah. exactly. I mean, you, I mean, it's like we said before, you know, you're, work, you're working with each other. So, it's, um, you know, it's the bad guy needs the good guy. So, what story can we tell bad guy and good guy to make the fans react? Right, right. Now, Tommy, what... Um, with with your with your history in wrestling, um, what would what would like a typical what a typical show day for for you have been have been similar to that? I know you you sound like especially in like in Bone Gap when you when you brought out Toasty that things might have been a little bit more on the fly or a little bit more. Yeah, uh, most of the time, um, any of the promotions that I was with, uh, they weren't the most organized, and I think that happens a lot. I think, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, there's going to be things that change all the time anyway. They, I mean, they say Vince McMahon changes things an hour before Raw. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy. But, I mean, I 
whenever you would get there, you may be told this is what you're going to do. And then, of course, I, you know, I was always usually the lower man on the totem pole, and I could lift heavy things. So I had to carry a lot of the equipment, set up the ring, help with that stuff. And, uh, you know, usually we just uh, talk about what was going to happen, and then they, you know, five minutes before we're supposed to go out, they change it up on us and say, well, so-and-so is going to do this now. Now you're working so-and-so. And somebody called off. Yeah, <laughs> people. Yeah, you know, that happens a lot. People just don't show up. You know, yep. and you know that's the business. I mean, when you got all these guys clawing for not only the experience, but they're clawing for, um, you know, a paycheck. They're clawing to get some name recognition. They're wanting to do these things. And a lot of times, you know, there was a lot of guys that didn't get paid much or anything. And they were just glad to be there. And I was that way a lot of times. I mean, the majority of the time, I didn't get paid anything. And I had to set up the ring and tear it down. And, I, you know, I, was, I, was, I wasn't always the first one there, but I was there early. Yeah. And I was one of the last ones to leave. I just have, I've just always kind of been the helpful type person. And I just I felt, you know, I was enjoying what I was doing. And, I mean, I'm glad they didn't charge us to wrestle for them. <laughs> right. I probably would have paid for it. You're yeah. a, you're a real life baby face. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> for sure. I, I mean, I can, I can, it's being, it's fun to be a heel sometimes, especially when you are this way normally. But yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I really enjoyed being there and just the camaraderie with everybody and everything. But yeah, it was very unorganized most of the time and we never knew exactly what was going on. And most of those places folded up and, uh, either somebody would buy them and then start a new one, and I, I think that happens a lot. Even the ones that I, you know, go now as a fan and try to watch a lot of the local uh, indie promotions, you know, definitely support them. That's where it's at. Um, you know, that's where you know people's dreams do come true. Um, it's very rare for somebody who you know just steps into a you know a major company that's televised you know, without going through an indie promotion Mm -hmm. at some point. So it is very good to support them to be able to keep running shows. Uh, But they do some crazy things sometimes that make no sense. And, you know, I mean, that could could be a whole other podcast about why some indie shows are not making a profit and not getting returning fans Mm -hmm. and why they fold up so often. There's always a new one popping up. Um, I do give credit to Johnny Richards. He seems to be like the the name that's out there that mm-hmm. has been around for quite a while now. Yeah, he's been doing in I mean, Evansville. Been, yeah, so. at least I want to say what fifteen years maybe. It, yeah, like that. It, it's Sounds been a long right. time. Yeah. Uh, I, I went to several of his shows when he was doing the Metro Center. Oh yeah, uh, he pretty he did a pretty good show there. Uh, but even with that, I mean, I. You know, I, I feel like all these people would make a whole lot of money if they would hire me to help them. <laughs> Just as, not only from, you know, having some experience on the inside of it, but as a fan, some of the things that I see, I really think that they should do things a whole lot different. I feel like a lot of times the workers dictate what happens, and that's not good. And I, and I think that's where Vince is successful in a lot of ways, because I think a lot of ways... He is the one who's making the decisions, even though some of them are crazy. <laughs> and there are some? a few people generous. who influence him greatly. Uh, and we know that. And that, that is going to happen. But I think for the most part, 
he keeps it to he's running the business you know he doesn't care what so-and-so wants to be on the card they may tell him you know every day for six years that they ought to be this or that and he may not feel that way so that's not where they're going to be and unfortunately you know that's what you need to run a wrestling organization because just because somebody wants to be the the champ wants to be the star wants to be whatever doesn't mean it's good for business right right and i think that gets into a little bit of the diy side of it and the not getting paid a lot of time side of it is that you know these these guys that are running these small promotions are a lot of times not paying the workers or whatever so they're just like hoping to keep them there so they're like all right well as long as you'll keep wrestling here for zero to one hundred dollars or whatever it is you know let's go you know, I'll, I'll bump you up I'll, I'll you know i'll put you over in this match or whatever else right um so yeah i think and it's funny whenever you talk about that it reminds me so much of something clayton and i have a little experience of which is playing in like uh, bands and in also kind of an underground situation where um, I played. I don't know that I ever cleared any money the whole time I ever played. I've been paid exactly uh, once in currency for yeah. playing in a band. <laughs> I've been paid in pizza a couple oh, sure, of sure, a sure. couple of oh, times in, that, in fried Oreos. And that's a good that's a good. Oh yeah, show. I felt, you're getting I felt pizza. Amazing. See, usually so <laughs> at, your, at your payout. Man. Yeah, whenever <laughs> I played in bands. That we an would envelope for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Pepperoni. Pepperoni. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like we'd have to drive there. You know, you have your own equipment. Yep. You have to eat sometime. So you pay, you know, fifty bucks for your band to get there, and they're like, oh yeah, sorry, not really much money. So about. I've that, never had anyone apologize yeah. to me. Was, they just, they just, they're just like, all right, see you later. And we said, see you later because we didn't. I mean, in my experience, we didn't expect. Anytime somebody handed, like one time we were handed. Thirty dollars, exactly thirty dollars, and I went. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> what are we? What are we doing right now? What do you want from me for this thirty dollars? Yeah. Like, no, it's your cut of the it's door. Playing, and I went, huh? And then we gave everyone in the band five dollars. Nice. Yeah. And then we went and had pizza. Right. Which is great. And <laughs> Which had I'm, better than Little Caesars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think that's something that's cool because I think at the time when you're doing it, you know, um, sometimes you wish like. Maybe, hey, I wish I would have been a little bit bigger. I wish I would have done this or that. But I think every time when you reflect on it, there's a certain romance to the fact that you were out there grinding and doing all this stuff just because you loved it, right? Which is kind of like yeah, what you guys... Yeah, sure. And going, and going to that, I mean, the promotion that I work for up in Vincennes, TSW, they are all charity. Yeah. Like, all the proceeds they get do not go to the workers, does not go to any of the equipment or anything like that. It all goes to charity. So, I mean, you know, just recently they had a fan that passed away, and so they gave the money that they made at the door to that family. Wow, yeah. So, I mean, you know, they just do stuff like that, and that's one of the things that I really love doing about it is the charity work. Yeah, I'm, I'm the asshole bad guy, you know, but, you know, I'm always out there for whenever somebody dies or something. You know, I'm out there for the 10 bell, 10 bell counts yeah, and stuff like that. Um just because you're, but, just because you know you don't have a lot of respect for the rules, doesn't mean you don't have respect for <laughs> the business, right? The people exactly. And, exactly. and the fans. Sometimes. I mean, well, well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the particular, the particular fan. I mean, she would always like anytime she saw me, you know, it, she would just jaw jack me, and I would jaw jack her back, and I mean, that's just all it was, you know, and that's such know, a cool exactly, exactly. And then after, I mean, you know, after the matches, you know, you're. You're not your character anymore. I mean, that's that's one thing that's gone about the business is the uh, the K word kayfabe. Where yeah, tell us tell uh, us about that. <laughs> pretty much, it's the actual like good guy bad guy scenario. Right. 
Um, so, like, good guys interacting with good guys, bad guys interacting with bad guys outside of the outside of the ring. Um, but um, now in, in in older in in older times, that oh, was yeah. your when, oh, you, when you say it's kind of yeah when you, you say it's kind of gone by the wayside. It's it's it really has. Yeah, I mean, social media, and I think social media is a huge killer of that. You know, social media has definitely killed kayfabe um, because of you know you can just tweet and I mean you you're out like let's say you know you're out and about and you see wrestlers looking like let's say you're in St. Louis or something and there's a show that night WWE show and well you got good guy Randy Orton with bad guy Dolph Ziggler going up in the arch yeah right you know it's like. Well, that's not supposed to happen. Mm, they're, yeah. they're they're wrestling tonight. But they, they don't hate, like each but other. But they hate each other. Why would they be going exactly. to the beautiful? And then people take arch. pictures of that. Take people take videos, and it gets posted all over social media. Mm-hmm. And you know everybody's screwed. So yeah, it's 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 it, ta- it takes away the ability of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And that's something to talk about too. Is um, you know, kind of, and going back to like the, the fake, fake, not yeah. fake, all that stuff. Um, you know, the the most fun you can have in wrestling is suspending your disbelief, right? And I think you're right. It is interesting that like nowadays with social media and everything that you can watch, it's it makes it more difficult to do that. So you have to go in making a conscious effort, right? To do and a so. lot of and a lot of times, I mean, fans nowadays they care more about what's going on behind the curtain. You know, they care more about that than they do what's going on in the ring. Right, You right. know, like the whole Enzo Amore scandal right now. You know, people are more concentrated on that than they were as him as Cruiserweight Champion. Right, right. I think a lot of that, though, boils down to the storylines not being good. That's true, too. I mean, <laughs> you know, real life is, you know, for, you know, it's entertaining. Even if it's bad stuff, it's... Yeah. It's something that it's it's must see, must must hear. You you want to see what's going on because it's it's real and it's 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 you know it's a lot more hard hitting than some of the stuff that they're writing about. Um, but you still you you ha- you wouldn't care what Enzo Amore was doing if you didn't know who Enzo Amore was. Right. So I mean, I mean it. You have to have that outlet to be able to connect to them. But I think that's why a lot of their you know their their um, what do you want to call them reality show spinoff stuff the total divas and all total, that stuff total bellas, yeah. I, I think they do so well because people do want to know what their real lives about but it's because they've created these characters for you to Correct. care about in the first place and then yeah. it's I think it's different for different people too but I think you know for me because I don't miss those I'm not afraid to say that I watch Total Bellas and Total Divas every <laughs> week I don't care this has a new one coming they out they are too. really entertaining and granted I feel like yeah there's some things on there that are scripted as well mm-hmm. but it's it's their more true personalities than than what they sometimes play on TV which is really entertaining to me and then you know it it, it comes back to the product in different ways for different people. I know for me, after watching that, you know, I've always liked Daniel Bryan, but I like him a whole lot more now than after I've seen how he truly is. I just, I connect with him. I think he, you know, me and him have some of the same values and things, and I, his, you know, 
his his humor is is real close to mine, and I just yeah. I just like that. Yeah, you guys are a couple and, of couple of white meat baby faces. <laughs> this, this, this is a right. this is a guy who's who's not um, he wasn't a traditional looking wrestler. You right. know, he's, he was kind of a smaller guy, and he was he was the world champion. He he won the belt at at WrestleMania, which is the 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 biggest you know the biggest stage that you can have as as a wrestler. And he he's the kind of guy who would strike me just like you. He's lucky they weren't charging him in, in the early right. days to For wrestle. Sure. You know, uh, he, he's a guy who truly he seems like, and, and from the those reality shows that you can tell, he loves professional wrestling. Right, like it's one of his one of his main one of his main loves in his life. So, yeah. I can definitely see why you'd relate. Same way with the Miz. The Miz has been on this season of of Total Divas, and he used to be someone who I absolutely could not stand. It wasn't a He's being a good heel, and you know I hate him because of that. It was get off my TV. I don't want to see you. And over the course of the last year, year and a half, two years maybe, and then especially since he's been on that show, I I appreciate more what he's doing and what he's trying to do, and I see the passion behind it, and it's it's reflecting in his on screen in the ring stuff from from what he was doing on his uh, reality shows. So I just, you know, I think in some ways it is a good thing that kayfabe is dead, uh, but in other ways it does kind of hinder things. So I think it just depends on who the talent is and what's going on. Yeah. See, if you're me, you just act like the only thing that's happening is the actual wrestling show, like Raw or whatever. Yeah. See, like see, Enzo Amore, I have no idea what he's doing. I have beef with him. Because uh, in Evansville, Indiana, a few weeks ago, he told us that we were all stupid. So I have beef with him. I, 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 see, I agree like, with him. I mean, I said, yeah, these people are stupid. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, he, he said. He said, uh, "How are you? How's he, how you doing, Evansville?" And we're like, you know, everybody's yeah, yeah. He said, "You're supposed to say terrible. You know why?" Because you're in Evansville, Indiana. Hey, that was so, rude. I know. Like, hey, listen, I, I got half hey. my to write a strongly and then, well, letter. About and then, well, Elias Sampson comes out and he's like. What's in Evansville? What's good about Evansville? And he and then everyone's like, "Well, why don't we listen to Tony? Yeah, right, what are you doing exactly. an Evansville podcast? And you would find out. Yeah, it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, here's here's this is an ass though. I will say that <laughs> I, met, I, met, I met him back in 2009 at a bar, and um, he we, we were just like you know walking around and stuff, and I was like, "Hey, Miz, you know how you doing?" And he's like. Oh, I'm doing all right, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, do you mind if I get a picture? And he's like, no, but I'll tell you what you can do. You can shake my hand, flip me off, and tell me to go other F word myself and walk away. <laughs> so I shook his hand, flipped him off, and told him to go other F word himself and walked away. <laughs> At least he gave you a strong, straight way to go. <laughs> he, 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 t- he gave me instructions and I followed. Yeah. <laughs> so he was, he was like staying he was, in character. Yeah, do you feel like he was staying in character? Oh yeah, he was still? drunk, so yeah. <laughs> Kofi comes up from out, from uh, from behind where uh, we were and he's like, he's an ass when he's drunk. You want me to get your beer? Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so, awesome. tell me if I can. I, I'd like to get because one of the my favorite parts of these first two episodes that I've done, and sure will be the my favorite part of this one, is I like to get like one really good story from each of you guys on a wrestling situation you had in Evansville. It doesn't necessarily have to be a match. It could be um, you know just something about the wrestling community or whatever. Um, but if I could get you guys to tell me just just one good Evansville wrestling story. 
It's on me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the time that, whenever, whenever we were at Vex, and they brought in um, Johnny Gargano, Eric Young, and Chuck Taylor, I wasn't wrestling wrestling at the time. I mean, I was training and everything. I was still in the training process and everything. Um, but I was doing the announcing. And... Eric Young, it was Eric Young and Johnny Gargano versus Chuck Taylor and, um, God, I can't remember who else was there. But anyway, um, they, um, they come out and Eric Young and Chuck Taylor were a tag team at the time. So Eric Young was like, I, me, I'm the, I tag with him. And I was like, no, that's not what it says here. You're tagging with Johnny Gargano. He's like, okay, so here's what we'll do. He takes the shirt off of the ref, <laughs> puts it on the other guy. I can't remember who it was, and he prom- he, he, he he decided he who the ref was. Right. Now. <laughs> and then he's like, "Okay, so it's it's me, it's me, Eric Young and Chuck Taylor versus you, me pointing at me." And Former, formerly right, the ref, right? Exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. formerly the ring announcer. Oh, that's right. Formerly the ring against, announcer against the ref. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Eric Young, we had a couple of spots. We did a few things, and I was just like, and then like in the middle of it, I was just like, wait, 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 no, that's not how this works. <laughs> I took the ref shirt off the other guy, put it on the ref. I took my tie, put it on me. <laughs> you, you had to, you had to get, the, get everyone's was, wardrobe. And the settled. cool thing was, it was all impromptu. That's awesome. Yeah, nobody knew what was happening. I bet the crowd was oh, eating it up. Oh, they were. Yeah. Oh, they were. And I mean, Eric Young just came back to to came back after the match, and he was just like, "That was the most fun I've had in a very long time. Thank you for <laughs> for playing along with that." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Absolutely, <laughs> that was fun." Well, I, I can think of a time that it wasn't as fun as that, uh, but a very interesting story for me uh, was in a backyard backyard show, uh, one of the biggest ones that we had had. And we, we were actually, as the talent was kind of watching them pile in, we were trying to figure out where all these people were coming from. And as we were looking at the crowd, we wondered if somebody didn't, you know, go down to the rescue mission and get a bunch of them guys to come down here and watch the show. Looking a little rough. They were there? looking a little rough. Um, <laughs> They, I mean, they look like they hadn't had any form of entertainment in a Shout long time. Shout out to the Evansville Rescue Mission, doing a lot of good work. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do. They do good work. Uh, good job. Good it, job. It, was, it was interesting. It was just not your, your normal uh, wrestling fan base at a, at a backyard show, even though sometimes they get pretty... <laughs> <laughs> they weren't all jugglers, you're saying. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, I go out there, and I'm supposed to be the heel at this point, and I'm like... I don't know what come over me, but I just looked up and I yell at these people and I'm pointing at them and I'm like, what is this, a soup kitchen? <laughs> and they got so mad. Because and they it, thought it was. They may have. I love you what, for no that. soup? I have no idea. I love you not? for that. That's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm stealing that, by the way. It was like, <laughs> it was like the, the environment just completely changed. I had people throwing stuff at me. Oh, yeah, they me. hated you. And so I was oh. like... And, you know, I was telling the guy that I was working with, uh, he was wrestling as Tempest at the time. Um, I was like, just beat the living hell out of me. Just, they're going to eat it oh, up. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're just going to eat it up. And I ended up, I don't know how many times he hit me with the kendo stick, but oh, when you talk gosh. about that F word, 
go get hit with the kendo stick yeah. and tell me about the F word. <laughs> or, get, or get hit in the head on the wrong end of a kendo stick. Oh. That too. Oh. Yeah, the handle, yeah. It, it, that that sounds awful. Yeah, it is. And Trust I'll me. tell you what, I had never seen so many people cheer for somebody to get a beat down. Right. Personally, that I was there to witness it than, than, when they, than he was beating on me. And... <laughs> It kind of worked out good. Uh, one of the the managers of the guy that I was working, um, he what decided, was this manager? <laughs> was he a, this was, a, a, uh, this was an actual human. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. He, sound, yeah. he doesn't sound buy. as good as some of the managers. <laughs> well, he he decided to hit me with a an aluminum Bud Light bottle. Oh, and it, it just was hit it me. Full? No. Okay, good. But it just hit me in the right <laughs> spot and busted my eye open. Jeez. And, and you were thinking, perfect. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, this hurt, and then I seen the blood coming, and I was like, awesome. Yeah. And, and they just ate it up. Yeah. Like, they wanted more blood. And I was like, you know, all right, they're going to eat this up, but I'm literally bleeding to death right here. <laughs> <laughs> and... I mean, I, I let him beat on me. I don't know how many how many minutes. And I need you know, to go to the ER, but I don't have insurance. Yeah. So screwed. <laughs> and as I was walking away after getting completely demolished and beat, then uh, they were they were still throwing stuff at me and calling me names. And I waited till everybody left before I left that house because <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be like some of the stories you hear. Streets of Rage. Like, oh yeah. You know, you hear Sergeant Slaughter back in the day. You oh, know, yeah. he. You know, when he turned on America, it was just so. You know, so bad that you know people were threatening him, and you know, I, that's how I felt mm-hmm. in Evansville. You yeah. felt under siege yeah. Yeah. for the well, soup kitchen counter <laughs> in Evansville. I mean, I've never felt that way in Evansville since or before. But that night, I apparently chose the wrong words or the right words. Don't go by the. It sounds like it's I'm going with the right words. I'm going with the right words. One hundred percent right words. Now, this that's that's interesting. You said you never felt like so on the spot or so under siege or so in danger when you were working in Evansville, but. Uh, and to go back to the to the kind of thing where we talked about what what you said was was kayfabe, which mm-hmm. was when when things were, you know, the suspension of disbelief was aided by the wrestlers kind of maintaining their characters outside the ring. That was something that happened in Evansville when when shows would happen in Evansville in the the seventies and the eighties with Mid South Wrestling, things at the the Soldiers and Sailors Coliseum, things like that. Now that's that's kind of well in the past. That was your your classic kind of grappling contests that mm-hmm. southern style the figure four leg locks and kind of kind of the the older things that people might be familiar with jerry lawler rick flair etc that's kind of progressed o- over time and what you were saying that the fans were cheering for that that blood that was there they they kind of wanted to see that and it's it's seemed to me that kind of tastes have changed over time and certain you know promotions especially Amazon, have kind of catered to that how would you guys feel is kind of the predominant Style of the of the wrestling promotions around here. Well, I mean, that nowadays they do a lot of mixture. Um, they'll have a technical match. They'll have a match that's hardcore to get the blood, you know, whatever. And then they'll have like the big name come in, and like Billy Gunn was here um, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, about a month or two ago. Um. So I mean, you know, they try to have a match that at least one match that pertains to somebody, that's up to somebody's style of what they like. So like my style is like the cowardly heel, you know, against the babyface that, you know, will just 
try and get try and catch me doing cowardly stuff. Um, like like the, the classic pro wrestling, right? Story. Exactly, story, exactly. Yeah. And then whenever I do get in, you know, whenever I do start wrestling, you know, it is more technical. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of cut and paste. You know, I do, I like to do basic stuff. You know, I don't want to do any flippy floppy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna die stuff. You know, <laughs> you're more you're more mat mat based, right? Exactly. exactly. Kind of holds yeah. and, and throws. I get scared when I get to the top rope. Nope, nope. <laughs> yeah. It is. It scares is me. High. It up, is. On the top rope. It is. <laughs> Mainly one time because of this, we had a match and it was it was in Fort Branch, and this one of the spots was the guy was supposed to come off as a crossbody, mm-hmm. like so sideways. Well, I'm ready to catch him for the crossbody, but he comes down like an atomic drop. So he comes down facing you upright. Yeah, and my okay. knee is and my knee is out in the open, ready, uh-huh. you know, to catch him sure. for the cro- crossbody. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't have time to adjust, so he crotched himself <laughs> on my knee. <laughs> Again, an accident, but perfect. <laughs> exactly. <right? laughs> so he crotched himself on my knee and like just rolled. Un- and this was from the top the top rope to the floor. Yeah. So so jumping crotch first onto a man's knee from about five feet up. Uh, five, six? From the top from the top rope to the floor. I see. Oh, oh uh, to the, the floor, floor outside the ring. Yes. So he so he jumped. Penis first, <laughs> about about you'd say ten feet onto yeah. a man's knee. Yeah, yeah. tough man. How how was he after that? I mean, he's the TSW champion right now. So I mean, <laughs> you made it. You made it. He had grit. He had right. grit. <laughs> I, I love that. So so you're saying that that the the promotions are trying to to cater to every right every type every, of fan. every style right. If you're at a wrestling event, it's chances are you. You dabble in more than one style. You're 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 uh, open to right. seeing right, more exactly. than one and style. If, and if you're a new fan that's just you know going with a friend or you know something like that, you know you'll get more of a variety of of matches. You know you can be like, oh, well, I really didn't like that, but I really liked that. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, part of that time. part of that too is you know you can't have you know if you got seven matches on your card or nine or whatever it just seems to be, you can't have them all be extreme matches because then it takes the it takes the excitement out of that match, right? Exactly. You know, it, it's you know, it, there's nothing special about it if every one of them are that way, you know. And I think, I think that's very important that you have a mixture. Just like you don't want somebody to come in and and uh, do a run in on every match that's out there. You you need something that you know in in a clean fashion. You know, you need to. You need to have a mixture of that. So you know, and when we say when we say clean, we mean with with a pure victory. Yeah, like no with, cheating, with no yeah. no outside in the How do you do that? <laughs> not not like not like wait, 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 wait. folks. Wait, how do you actual, do that? How do you do that? With actual talent. Oh, oh. and grappling skill. Oh wow. wow. One of these How long have you been out? <laughs> one of these sneaky tactics. But sorry, you you were saying that the even the the stories that you're telling have to be varied in order to keep people's attention, Correct. right? Correct. You, yeah, you can't have the same thing. I mean, it gets pretty redundant. Uh I mean that's you know sometimes that's what's wrong with some of the big corporations like WWE right now. I feel like a lot of their stuff is redundant, and you know it's not good when you have an error where you have a DVR because you can fast forward through a lot of the product. So right, it, right. It, the better the better it is, the the more you change it up. So Vince, you heard it here. You can reach Tom Henderson absolutely on Facebook. 
uh, Thomas Henderson. Give him a he'll he'll help you write some of the. Oh, I would co sign. I would co sign. Yeah, yeah, please, please do it. Please do. <laughs> I would co sign on that. No problem. So I, I think this is a, has been a good discussion because you know wrestling in Evansville has been something that's been a big deal for for a long time. People in Evansville have always enjoyed it. My dad, even who's who's not really into wrestling at all. We'll talk about, you know, in the 70s or 80s when uh, Bill Dundee and whoever else would come through Evansville. And even whenever I listen to some of these guys, um, you know, talking on the podcast, just like shooting on how it was like or telling the real story on how it was like uh, going through wrestling, they'll talk about, well, you know, we were down in Evansville playing the Coliseum or, you know, wrestling the Coliseum or or whatever else. So I I think it's cool to to kind of talk to some people that, you know, like Tom, who who was in it, you know, not not too terribly long ago, whenever you're talking about back in the 70s and 80s season in the 2000s and Kirk that's doing it right now. It's just a, it's kind of a cool thing to at least be able to pull back the curtain a little bit and, and learn a little bit about what's going on. So I appreciate you guys talking to us about Absolutely. that. And also yeah. one thing, I mean, I went, going back to the Evansville wrestling stuff, I went, um, we went to Raw 1000 in St. Louis and I was talking and after the, um, after the show we all went back to the hotel. And when we got to the hotel, I mean, it was the hotel that the wrestlers were staying in too. So I got, to, I sat down and I sat down at the bar, and Mean Gene was sitting right next to me. So I was talked to him, and he's like, "So where are you from?" And I was like, "I'm from Evansville." He's like, "Indiana," and he, we just had an hour and a half long conversation. Of, I mean, I was just picking his brain about Evansville wrestling. Yeah, you know, an hour for an hour and a half, and then he brought over Jerry Lawler, he brought over DDP, Animal, X Pac. And we all just talked about Evansville wrestling. And yeah. I, I mean, I got so much knowledge from it just by that hour conversation with them that I was just in, amazed by. Yeah. You know what it what it was then. Right. To what it has become now. Yeah, because I mean, so. Evansville back then was such a hub. Exactly. Uh, in, in yeah. wrestling, so so it's kind of cool for people that don't know that. Right. To know that you know this place that we live in kind of take for granted sometimes was like a big spot for, for people that were in that industry when it was coming yeah, it's like, up. It's like the, the geography of Evansville being the, the biggest place for, for several miles between several major, right. like uh, yeah. the, the metropolitan areas. Mm-hmm. It it does have a factor in in that that sort of thing where it's like, okay, well, we need to have a byway between, you know, St. Louis, Indy, between like Nashville, Nashville Louisville, sure. et cetera. Cincinnati, yeah. Um, and especially before, you know, TV was such a it was such a big deal right. that that is that is where you would go to get entertained. If you were a wrestling fan, you had to go see it live, and you had right. to go had to go support. Um, now I have a kind of an interesting question for both of you guys. If you had to describe the city of Evansville, let's say the city of Evansville was a professional wrestler. Oh, this is great! Oh, what oh, what great. what style do you think the city of Evansville would uh, would employ? <laughs> and do you think the city of Evansville would be a babyface? Or do you think they would be a heel? Kirk, let's start. Let's start. Let's start. No, let's start with Tommy. We, we've been. I was going to say, you go, you go with me start, a couple times. Let's start with Tommy. Let's start with Tommy. <laughs> All right. Well, I kind of think it would be a tweener. Okay. Which, which yeah. one? It's, it's, uh, it's not really one or the other. Not not a baby face or a heel, per se. Uh, it's There's someone who's stuck in between. A good example of that, I feel like, is Steve Austin. Okay. Where he didn't always follow the rules. Uh, didn't care what anybody thought, and but he was tough. He never backed down from a fight. Um, he had certain values about him, but he he would do whatever he needed to do to win. But he would let you know that up front. He was he was straightforward, yeah, he rough was, around the edges. He was honest. Yeah, 
Even like though that. his honesty might have been, hey, I'm going to do whatever I can do to win this match, if that means hitting you with a, a low blow when the ref is turned around, then that's that's what's going to happen. He was fine with that. And mm-hmm. and so as a fan... And people loved him for it. Yeah, exactly. because he was honest about it. You know, And granted, a lot of the time, he was the actual face where they were trying to... Uh, beat him by cheating and different things like that, and he would have to overcome those odds. Uh, Sometimes cheat harder. Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, the, the Evansville, to me, I, I think can go both ways. Um, so, I, I'm I'm labeling it Steve Austin. Steve Austin. Wow. Evansville would be... I can, I can absolutely uh, yeah. see that, and I, I love that. Yeah, that's great. Because I want to tell people that my city... Would be like Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is my my personal favorite of all time. I know that's generic, but he's there, it just doesn't get better than Steve because of exactly what you said. He's he's the kind of guy he, he colors outside the lines, he but he's gonna he's gonna be straightforward with you at all times, which is which is very very Evansville. I agree with you, Kirk. Can I add to that just real quick? Absolutely, honorable mention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number two would now be this Mick. might take mine. <laughs> number two would be Mick Foley. Um, very. Uh, he wrestled as, as Mankind. Mankind, and Cactus, Cactus Jack, Jack Dude, Dude Love. Love. <laughs> um, he, he's not pretty and put together, mm-hmm. but very lovable. He's and got heart. very A lot of heart. A lot of heart and, and very you know solid as far as uh, talent-wise. Very solid, but not necessarily picture-perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, again, sense. rough, rough around those yeah. edges, but kind of in a, in a different way, perhaps. right? Yeah, right. And he'll take a, a thirty foot bump from the top of a cage. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Bless his heart. He's no, uh, no. <laughs> the man, the, his his um, his whole thing was he was there to make the audience have a reaction. He was there again because he's lucky they weren't charging him to wrestle. That's right. that sort of thing. Right. And and I can see what you mean. It's like in Evansville, if you're if you're into something like wrestling, if you're into something that's a little bit off the beaten path, you have to give of yourself to it. You have to go right. out and find it. Right. Uh, it's not something that's just going to come grab you. Right. You know, right. if you're if you're into wrestling and you want to see the wrestling, you have to you have to look at the flyers at the at the Thorntons or at the Circle Gay or or on the on the post. You have to go. Oh crap! There's a show. I need to go out. You know, if there's if you're into punk, if you're into music, you have to you know get the flyer. Now, of course, it's a little easier with the internet. Uh, but you still have to be like you still have to have your eyes open, your ears. No, your ears you're not open. gonna accidentally find out about it. Yeah. Right, right, right. And that's the biggest problem with independent wrestling right now is being able to get that out there to people. Even though there is the internet and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I think if you don't have a promoter that is on your friends list on Facebook, or you don't have a friend that's a friend of a promoter, you're gonna miss that's sharing the yeah. Yeah. or a wrestler. It's like getting a podcast promoting. off the ground. I understand what you guys mm-hmm. are saying. Yeah, so, been there. <laughs> so Kirk, Kirk, how would you how would you relate Evansville to the business of wrestling? I I mean, God, I can't wait. <laughs> I might disappoint you. <laughs> um. I have to agree with Tom on the Stone Cold thing. I mean that that's spot on. You I, know? I think I, I, I think he hit the nail on the head. Right, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, you know, he did stuff that you know was heel tactics, like with you know low blowing you, using chairs in front of refs, you know, all mm-hmm. that. But stuff. But it was a means to appear. In but it was exactly it. Was, there was a mean to it, and people loved it. So I think that. I think Tom hit the nail right on the head with that. I mean, I'm I okay with the check mark. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I, could, yeah. I think I, I think we got there. Yeah, I mean, 
you couldn't put Evansville over more if you tried with that. Yeah, you're so, 100% right. I mean. You're 100% right. <laughs> so speaking of, and I, I love the wrestling conversation that we had. Now we're going to roll into my domain here, which is just Evansville as a whole, right? And this is what I like to do on each episode, kind of talk to you guys about what you like in Evansville so we can have a bit of a conversation. Clayton very aptly called this the shout out section in, in episode two which is exactly what it is so what i the first thing i always like to ask and we'll start with tom since we've been on kirk on the starts here where's your favorite place locally to eat in evansville all right so i'm weird uh cc's pizza okay all right tell, tell us tell us tell us why that is though yeah well he, here's a, a little little sidebar to that i'm not as happy with them as i used to be <laughs> okay <laughs> all right go, please, go please on go on yeah. because it my wife doesn't really like CeCe's Pizza, so we don't go that. as often as what I used to go. Mm-hmm. But they've changed their barbecue pizza. Oh, no. Oh, no. It, oh, no. Is, oh, a, no. it is a disaster. What, what, they, so what, what, they, they what have they changed? About it? Well, what, what it used to be <laughs> was like it was like barbecue chicken uh-huh. in a sauce mm-hmm. with cheese on top. Okay. You know, pretty Story basic. checks out. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty yeah. basic. Barbecue right? chicken pizza. Uh huh. Well, Sold. now, and. and I have mine a little different. I, I request the barbecue pizza with pepperoni on it. Okay. okay. That's, that's my pizza. That's, I like that's that. That's what I go and that's what I get. That sounds good. A man knows what he wants. Well, I go in there the other day and I got these dang note cards you got to fill out. I'm like, <laughs> can I not just tell you and you do it? Sorry, there's note cards now? So there's a note card. So I have to write down and check these boxes on what I want on this pizza. Uh-huh. So I can't I'm, use words. And this, and this is a, they believe this is a more efficient process. Supposedly, oh, okay, okay. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, when I get this pizza, they you know they holler out my name because I have my name on the card. The re- they say the rebel. Your pizza's yeah. finished. <laughs> yeah, pizza's up. So you go up there, and I'm looking at this pizza, and I'm like, is this mine? And they're like, yeah. So I go and I sit at the table. And I'm just looking at it, and it's sauce, barbecue sauce, like. Uh-huh. Too much sauce. Okay, too much sauce. I got it. And then there's little chunks of chicken, like chopped up chicken breast chunks on top of it, and a few pepperonis, and it looks like they just sprinkled a little bit of cheese on it. Come on, Cece. It looks like they were just trying to get you in, get you out the door. So when I pick it up, everything runs straight off of it because it's just sauce. (laughs) And I'm like... All right, this was my favorite pizza ever made, and now it's it's done. So, so this, let me, was let me, the, this was the pizza equivalent of leaping genitals first <laughs> 12 feet onto a man's knee. Oh, yeah. Tom, let me say this. I have never seen more of the relationship between my wife and you until that story that you just told me. Oh. That, was an Ar- that was an Arlie story through. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. But, yeah, so that, that's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, and speaking of my wife, she's uh, you know a big part of the podcast now. We got a food story from her in every oh, episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, but she made us some delicious red velvet and cream cheese cookies today. They are today. delicious. They so, were, shout, out, shout out to her for that. They're rich. They're, they're <laughs> a little rich, yeah. So, Kirk, tell me about your favorite Evansville eatery. Well, I don't have any good stories like that. You don't have to shoot. Up. You don't have to shoot <laughs> on the like, like, I know, numbers. right? You just took a shot right at CC's. Jeez, poor CC. You're listening I thought this to this. <laughs> Fix your barbecue pizza. <laughs> I, I would say I would say that it kind of reflects like that. That, that you know, obviously CC's a corporate place, but it, it kind of reflects that you wanted to just interact with somebody at a very like. Easy, straightforward yeah. level. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of they similar put a to no, like, note card in the way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they put the note card in the way, and then things got messed up because they thought that was more efficient. Right. But obviously, and you knew. And I think that's like, I think that is 
kind of uniquely Evansville. Where it's like we want to we want to cut through the yeah. fat. I don't. And we want to get right to the matter. Yeah. yeah. Well, the la- the lady that had to tell me about this card is the same one that I always said, hey, can you make my barbecue pepperoni pizza? Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, we got cards now. Oh. And I just kind of looked at her. Like, she turned heel on you. What are you talking about? <laughs> she turned heel, heel on you. Heel <laughs> So I'm like, okay, I'll fill out this card. I'm she like, was a baby face. You know, now a heel. But yeah. she, she knew what I wanted. I didn't need a card. Yeah. She knew exactly what I would come in there for. Anyway, Kirk. Kirk, uh, <laughs> I thought this was places that we liked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused. We can talk about places that we used to like. Yeah. Hey, I'm if, we so get on, if we get on what we don't like, this will be a long podcast. <laughs> you said we had an hour and 15 minutes? So go. Oh, this is, we, we've passed it. <laughs> okay, I figured. I figured. Um, there's a place over on Green River Road um, called Schwamm's. Okay. Pizza place? Yep, pizza. Yep. yep. They do a buffet um, every day, but Monday they're closed. I mean, I could do an ad for them right now. Actually. Go ahead, shout <laughs> out, yeah. shout out, city. Swamps, yeah. Um, they um, they've got a, they've got a pizza buffet uh, in the afternoon, um, and it's kind of, it's a barish place. So, I mean, they've got like you can bring family in in the afternoon, I guess, and stuff like that to eat. And then at night, it's more karaoke, know, right? They have karaoke. They got karaoke. Yeah. They've got um, open got, mic night. Yeah, performances. Yeah, they've got yeah. yeah, they've got bands that come through on Friday, Saturday nights. Um, and they'd have like $5 buffet on um, Friday and Sunday. Very so, cool. Very cool. Yeah, I actually ate there Friday. It so was delicious. The, the next one that I like to go into is what is your favorite bar in Evansville? So I know that it, I feel like the, the bar scene, if you will, in Evansville it has popped up quite a bit lately. There's been some new ones. You know, you got the barcade on the. Uh, on the downtown area. Um, so, so where do you guys like to go if you're trying to wind down? Wine up. <laughs> I wouldn't say wine, but okay. <laughs> or beer up, or whiskey, whiskey up. up. Yeah, yeah, whiskey up, uh-huh. whiskey down the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite place now is uh, Time Out. Um, I mean, it's a little crowded, yes, but it's it's they've got a good um, they've got a good venue um, with the music. They've got pool. You know, they've got three bars, so it's easier. It's, it's a infinite. lot faster. It's gigantic. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's a lot faster to get drinks than it would be at some yeah. other place. It's essentially all of Washington Square Mall. Right. <laughs> now, yeah, now it is, right? Washington Square Lounge. Yeah. Right. Um, I would say formerly, before they shut down, would be Fast Eddie's. I okay. have had a, I had a lot of uh, fond memories. I used to work for uh, 103 GBF. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's and, right. The River uh, City Rocker. That's right. <laughs> As Kmart, <laughs> nice, very nice. Were, yeah. you, were you a DJ? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I was interning, and then they gave me some DJ spots um, here and there, and then I was also doing like um, live remotes, sure, stuff yeah. like that. So, so that probably that one probably of the remote, you but, yeah. in, in wrestling. Right. Oh well. yeah, absolutely. Um, but one of the remote places we would always go to for Thursdays is Fast Eddie's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thong Thursday. I was going <laughs> to say the. the oh, I'm gonna, oh, I'm going to say it. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. When was this time frame? Um, 06, 07. 06, 07. Because I actually worked for Fast Eddie's. Um, I want to say it was in 2005. How was the thong scene while you were there? <laughs> 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 Grim. This is a, this is a, that was a sigh of a man who has seen. This so is it. Evansville. We're talking about. I mean, here. I mean rough around the edge. We had, very rough. We had, rough around the one edge. night. We had a thong contest where it was a mother and daughter that was on the stage. Oh, oh that's boy. real life. It was a family reunion. Uh-huh. But uh, but yeah, I've just had. I've just. I mean, I've had like like just so many. Like when I worked there and 
getting free drinks from there obviously <laughs> always helps. <laughs> Whenever right. you walk in, they have the drink ready. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's what I would say. I'd say time out and then um, fast Eddie's. R.I.P. Fast Eddie's. I know, right? What about you, Todd? Well, I don't really do the bar scene anymore. Um, I'm getting old, you know, 33 years old now. I hear you. Um, but uh, my buddies and I used to frequent Fred's. Um, a little bar, if you, you know, they just recently closed it. It's a shame, but, you know. Fred's on Virginia Street, On right? Virginia Street, over yeah. Deaconess so Hospital, over by Deaconess yeah. Hospital. Um, the best chili cheeseburger you'll eat or would have eaten. Um, and I really feel like if they'd done some advertising, and and things like that, they'd still be around. Um, they announced that they were closing, and me and my buddies had to go mm-hmm. just to go for the last time. Close her down. You know, it's it, usually it's just Fred and Phyllis are the main two people that work there. And, you know, of course, they you know they knew us when we come in there. And they're like, hey, you, you know, you ain't been in here in a long time. And we're you know, like, yeah, we're, we're old people now. <laughs> but, we, we've learned to adult. <laughs> she, she was like, you know, if people would have been coming in like this, we wouldn't be closing. Oh, and, right, you yeah. know, all I'm thinking is, well. You advertised I, you were yeah, closing. Yeah. It, was a, it was on Facebook that you guys were closing. And I thought, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. And, you know, it was real low key. They, they had a couple pool tables, uh, a jukebox. And then Fred's, you know, wise-ass comments were always good. Um, if you haven't been there and don't know Fred, um, he was a little different individual, kind of rough around the edges himself. <laughs> well, being in the heart of Jimtown, yeah, there, I think. yeah. <laughs> but he, he was a very, very dry humor. Um, but we always got a kick out of him anytime we were in there, and it was real low key. We'd sit in there and drink beer. Um, and, but as as far as uh, another place we did frequent, kind of like uh, what he was saying that, you know, Fast Eddie's, you know, now I, I ended up quitting Fast Eddie's. I, I worked there probably for, I want to say six months. I was a bouncer there um, for a little while. And I did get to see a lot of bands, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember Gonzalez Toy Box was like a really big <laughs> oh, deal of back course. then. Yeah. Oh, and yes. like everybody loved to come out for Gonzalez Toy Box, and it was a free concert, so that was kind of cool. And, yeah. uh, you know, I had probably better times there sober as a bouncer than <laughs> right, I did right. there. Because uh, you get to take it all in. Right, right. And I also had some not so fun times as a bouncer, too. Um, it turns out I don't like getting hit in the face. Unless I know it's coming, which is weird. Yeah, unless you're getting cut open by a bottle. That's right. not, that's not, I want to be clear that that's not weird at all. Not enjoying getting hit in the face. That's where you look familiar. Hang on, you might have kicked me out a couple times. Sorry. I mean, I know, I know that's something y'all have, y'all have done, is getting hit in the but face. But for us normal folk over yeah, for here. For us normal folk, it's, it's, it's when you said, I don't, don't like do getting it. hit in the face. I was like, yep, story checks out, story checks out. I don't know why. Well, oh, and then it dawned on me that right. you got hit in the face as a, as a, Many as a hobby and as a, as a yeah. love. Yeah, I, I mean... It's just it's a whole lot different when you're when you're doing it for the entertainment purpose yeah. and you're getting paid to you know keep order and someone hits you in the face, you know it, it makes for a rough night, well, especially yeah. for that person because when they get thrown oh, yeah. out, it's not so nice. Right. I would not I would so, not hit you anywhere. <laughs> no. I would not hit you in the solar plexus, not the bread <laughs> basket, nowhere. So, um, but. You know, it, it was it was a pretty cool place, kind of like he was saying. That's that was the happening place back then. So, yeah. well, guys, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. I think we got a lot of really good information about what you guys are doing in Evansville and and kind of the history of of wrestling in Evansville itself. So, Kirk, Tom, guest host Clayton, thanks again, and uh, we'll see you all later.
Thanks again for tuning into this episode. We've got a couple more lined up for you, but I'm always looking for new guests. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, send an email to contact at com with some information or send me a message on Facebook and I'll get back with you right away. Uh, just as a reminder, you can interact with the podcast by searching Waydie Podcast. That's W-A-Y-D-I-E Podcast on any social media platform. Facebook's generally the most active, but I'll see you wherever you pop up. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.